I never open up and I'm always so guarded mm -hmm. that I went there and I opened up. And like trusted. Here's all of me. Take yeah. me bachelorette producers. Yeah. Do what you want with me. And I'm glad I did that because um, I learned a lot from that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I put myself out there. I kind of like, you know, gave it my all and was saying what I felt. But then when you do that. And I just feel like it doesn't come as natural for guys to do that. So, yes, I right. feel like it is just when you finally do that. Yeah. And you kind of feel like it's used against you or. Welcome back to In the Booth. I'm Sean Booth. And to my right today, I've been saying love seat the entire time, but I think you could probably fit three or four people over there. We've got the one, the only, we've got Denim Cat today, folks. <laughs> it's also known as Sammy. And Canadian Tuxedo Cat. That is a mouthful, but I kind of like Canadian Tuxedo Cat better than Denim Cat. All right. We'll see how the people like that one. And to my left today, a special Hi. guest, someone I'm very excited to have a conversation with. We have, this is going to be weird to say, but the season 20 of ABC's The Bachelor final rose recipient, more importantly, the wife to Chris Lane <laughs> and a mother to two beautiful children. Please welcome Lauren Lane. Yay! Woo! How are we doing today? I'm good. Yeah. Fresh out my blood draw. I know. You said you got blood drawn right before this. You walked in with a bandage. I'm nervous you're going to pass Ripped out in it here. off as I sat down. Um, I had a bar and I had to fast. So I got my cholesterol checked. Nothing oh. to panic about. Just, okay. you know, when you turn 33, apparently you should do that. Yeah, you're getting old. Yeah. Nothing says I'm getting old, like checking your cholesterol. Um, so yeah, ate a bar. Ripped the band-aid off. I'm feeling good. And you pulled in with uh, a massive mom SUV. <laughs> Did you see me trying to yeah. parallel park? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I have like 42 cameras on that car. So you'd think I'd be like just whipping it around. No, I'm still like cannot figure out how to drive it. Can you hit a button to just let it park for you? No. No. I mean, okay. unless that I don't know about that feature. No. I feel like they have cars like that now, no? I think they do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have to be a millionaire to afford them, yeah. but- I don't know Lauren's life. Maybe she's got one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, that should have been high on my priority list. Right. How I park, but it's okay. Yeah. We'll but figure it out. Two kids, mm -hmm. Dutton and Baker. Dutton and Baker. Yeah. Are you a Yellowstone fan? How did you know? <laughs> yes. No, that's like the first thing everyone asks us. They're like, so did you get the name Dutton from that one show? I'm like, yeah, Yellowstone. That's That was our inspo. What about Baker? Where'd that come from? Baker? I don't... Okay. So I actually had like one of those running lists on my phone for baby names. I don't know if y'all have started that. Yeah. That situation yet. I've had it for a while and it was just one of my boy names on I like the list. It. I don't even know where it came from because I don't know any Bakers, but Chris is like a football I was going to say Baker obviously. Mayfield is the only Baker I know. Yes. And when we had already decided on the name Baker and then Chris is a big Panther fan and then after we had decided on the name Baker, Baker Mayfield got transferred to the Panthers. So everyone thinks maybe that was our inspo, which, I mean, got to love him, but that wasn't our inspo. Yeah. Well, beautiful names. And you are the first mom we've had on here <laughs> since I announced that I'm having a kid. So <gasps> wow. we're going to be picking your brain okay. on all the mom things. Oh, gosh. I Obviously, don't know if I'm the person to <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're still surviving, but I'll try. I feel like that's just parenthood in general. Yeah, that's true. Forever surviving. Yeah. And 
For those of you that don't know, Lauren and I both come from the world of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I know. And when I started this podcast, I really wanted to make sure that I was walking this like fine line of having guests, but also making sure that that it's not a Bachelor podcast and um, but still talking about my life experiences, talking about the show. And when I was thinking about having people on, you're one of the first people I thought of because Obviously, we have a similar background. Yeah. Um, but I've always been very impressed with how you handled the show wow. and handled life afterwards. Sean, um, nice. And also, I felt like I had empathy for you going through that show because yeah, well, you were right. Yeah, you right were before. the season right before me, so yeah. we really were like boom, boom, right boom, after boom. each other, and yeah. in a, obviously a very similar position. Very similar position, and I think a lot of people maybe don't understand how tough it is to be in the shoes of the people who are the quote unquote winners. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which is a weird thing to say. I've always, it's so it's weird. So weird Cause I'm always like, yeah, I want, I want a person is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam Cat's like, you can't say that we're going to get canceled. Yet you just said it again. So yeah. here we are. Sean won a human. Winner. Yeah. Um, but back to back seasons <laughs> and just a, a crazy whirlwind and, what you did post show, I find it was, um, you know, you created this brand for yourself and a beautiful family. Um, and I feel like you also kind of got out of that world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I feel, and not that one is better than the other, right. but I don't know. Maybe because I didn't, it was a little bit of a traumatizing experience for me in some ways. In other ways, it was literally amazing and like opened so many doors i wouldn't have ever met chris so it's like this weird it was like such a weird roller coaster of emotion you know but um i feel like some people really like love it and like had such a great experience and they dive in head first and like just want to be a part of it for years to come and that just was not my experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just i kind of just was like i just wanted to like go back to my life in a way um, so that's kind of what I tried to do yeah. and not that, again, not that one is better than the, than the other. I just, I think that was like my coping mechanism. Right. <laughs> it was like running the other way, other direction is cause it just, I don't know. I'm also just not the most, maybe outgoing is not the right word, but I'm kind of like a more private person, mm-hmm. even though a lot of my life was like thrust in the spotlight. So I also think that was like a way for me to just maintain just some level of normalcy yeah. to still have like my life separate from that whole franchise, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Copy and paste for me. That's exactly how I felt (laughs) where it was just such a whirlwind and going through every single emotion possible. And then having um, the whole world kind of looking at your relationship and putting the pressure on all of that. I feel like Mm -hmm. I was just like, ah, get me out of here. It just was. Yeah. Some people just thrive in that. I did not thrive. Although I feel like if I were to do it again at this age, I'd be so much more confident and comfortable with the situation, Mm -hmm. but I was 24, almost 25 and just had never done anything remotely like that. And so it was like a shock to the nervous system for me. Cause that's really young because I was, um, actually turned 30 or 29 on the airing of my season. So I was 29 or 30 right around there. Anyways, can't remember the name, the age. But I say the same thing to myself sometimes. I'm like, I wish I was older. Yes. Like if I were 35 now and I went on that show, it probably would have been a lot different. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine 
being 24, 25 yeah. going in there. Yeah. I was young. Like, I, yeah, that is now obviously that I'm 30, how am I? 33. It does feel like a little bit young to maybe be embarking on the journey to love and marriage. Right. <laughs> maybe that was part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. Cause I feel like you don't even know truly what you want at that age. I definitely did not. Right. I thought I did, but yeah. No. Yeah. Well, we always talk about the butterfly effect here and that's uh, when one thing leads from this point of your life to that point to this point, and it all connected for you yeah. to lead you to where you are now yes. with your husband. Is that what that's called? And the with butterfly your kids. Um, no, he's talking about the domino effect, but the butterfly effect <laughs> is if you, uh, <laughs> like if you would have changed one thing in your oh, life, it okay. would have affected the remainder of your life exponentially is, oh, so yeah. it you know if you didn't go on the bachelor then you wouldn't have met chris then you or you would have but it would have been different or whatever yeah that's more the butterfly okay. effect but okay sean's cute so we keep him around yeah you know? yeah thank you He's i trying. appreciate He's that trying. yeah <laughs> thank you. Buddy. so the domino effect so it all led to one happy place for you 100 yes i mean it, it is really weird i mean i feel like no matter what i feel like everyone can relate to that right yeah it's not even just like you have to go on a TV show to obviously that's an extreme example, but yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird to think what life would have been if you would have changed just like one decision. Mm -hmm. Like what a weird concept. Yeah. Now, what if you changed one decision on that show? <clears throat> Do you ever look back and say, I wish I had done this or said oh that or did this? Um, I wish, I mean, I wish I would have. Like like what we just talked about, maybe you've done the show now. I feel like I would have been able to show more of who I truly like am. I feel like I just clammed up the whole time and was trying to like put my best foot forward and like be like perfect and on because that's all I, I had never done anything like that, which not to say that I wouldn't do that now. I feel like everyone probably would yeah. want to put their best foot forward when they're doing something like that. But I feel like I'd be more comfortable and confident being myself and saying what I'm feeling and what I mean. And yeah, I mean, obviously I'm, you know, almost yeah. 10 years older, Right. but no, I mean, I feel like for my age and for never having done that before and just not knowing what I was walking into, I feel like I handled it. Absolutely. Like I, I'll give myself a pat on the back. I did. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because it's so easy to be kind of pushed in one direction or another direction on that show when you're surrounded by producers and they know what yes. they want to see and when you're young and that's they, gotta, they're good at what they do i mean the best of the best yeah like in the moment i was like oh like we're best friend like we're friends this is great which i feel like we we are and were but like yeah also not this is honestly <laughs> one of my questions for yeah. i guess both of you but i've only heard bits and pieces from sean um and just you know, social media in general, but it is very, I guess, clear now and it's out in the open, maybe how edited or scripted a reality TV show can be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's describing some of the times that they're like sitting in interviews with producers. I'd imagine that you become friends with producers throughout the entire time of the show. Mm -hmm. Was there any time that then watching back, you saw the edited piece and you're like, they swindled me or there's a specific producer that maybe hurt a little more than another because you thought you were friends or was it just kind of like, well, it was fair game because it's a reality show. I don't, 
I don't remember. I mean, it's been so long and like, I don't even know if I fully watched my season start to finish. Mm -hmm. I watched some, but then it just became like kind of hurtful at the end and like weird. And you're trying to make something work, but then you're triggered by like everything you're watching. So I think at the end I didn't really watch. I don't know if you watched, but I was like, this is just probably not the healthiest thing. Right. But no, I can't remember like a specific time, but I do remember kind of like, in the moment, we actually were, isn't that what they were called? ITMs. And in the moment. And then in that moment, I actually had like this realization. Um, did you know Todd? I'm calling Todd out right now. Todd was my producer. Was he? He was yeah. my producer. And I actually yeah. like love Todd. Zero hard feelings against Todd. I think he's a great guy. But I literally remember sitting there at the end. I think it was myself and JoJo. It was like the final two. And we're sitting there like this. And he's like, what if he doesn't pick you or whatever? And I think he could tell that I was just kind of like shutting like off, like Mm -hmm. to protect myself, which I've realized is something that I do. So I wasn't really showing any emotion. And I think he wanted to like draw out emotion in me. And so like, he started to cry. Like he was like, did he ever do that to you? <laughs> yes. They'll start playing music yes. on their phone, like really sad songs. And you okay, haven't I heard a song in like eight <laughs> weeks. You're like, oh my God, that feels so good. See, I didn't hear a song. He just like started showing motion and like <laughs> yeah, started crying. But it was like in that moment, I realized that like it was like fake crying. Like he wasn't really crying. And then that whole, it like put me in this weird place where I was like, oh my gosh, like. where am I and what am I doing? I had this like weird realization of they have an agenda Mm -hmm. and it's not bad. He's just getting me, his agenda in itself is not bad. He just wants me to open up and show emotion and I'm not doing that right now. I'm shutting off. So he's trying to like bring that out of me. So it's not like it was a, there was any ill intent there, but it just made me realize like, oh, like. Where am I? Where am I? Like I'm on a TV show and they have their filming right now and they want me to be in a role right now and to just be real and raw which again is why people love that show but i think it if anything it made me like shut off more (laughs) right yeah i was just like this is weird (laughs) yeah it's um i my problem was that i put too much trust in that one producer todd so i think about me is I kind of keep a very tight knit circle Mm -hmm. and the ones that I feel comfortable with is um, (laughs) who I gravitate towards and that's who I'll open up towards and kind of not anybody else. So you always said this, or maybe it was Dre last week where she's like, if Sean's like going to an event or something, he wants to bring like Sam cat Mm -hmm. or Caleb Mm -hmm. or his friends to feel comfortable. Sure. And so the first or second day I connected with Todd and I was like, all right, that's my guy. And I wish I didn't do that because he was the only producer that I had talked to for 12 weeks mm-hmm. where I was putting my trust in him and he knew kind of what could trigger me. So and you feel like maybe you were burned a little bit? I think – I don't want to say burned because now that I look pat, look back at it, I understand that The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is a business. Yeah. Like – Hundreds of millions of dollars. Yes. And Todd's doing his job. That's why he's one of the best. They're there to make a show. And I wish I had, I don't wish I went in there knowing that because then I wouldn't have opened up. Sure. But there are definitely things that had happened. I was like, oh, okay. That's Mm -hmm. not exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. Like when you say, are there any examples? I could think of five examples where I'm like, 
wow, that was not how that went down. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that are kind of twisted and turned, but I, yeah. I understand that now where I used to be very bitter about it. And sure. like, how come you just didn't show our love story? We had so many good moments. Why can't you just show this one big, happy relationship? And I'm like, nobody wants to see that the whole yeah. time. Yes, which is true. It, yeah. But it is easy. You know, it takes time to like let go of that weird taste in your mouth that maybe you would have had or I think when you feel maybe misrepresented it can also be like a little bit frustrating and you right that's I mean there's nothing worse than feeling like you're not being represented as to who you like truly are exactly that's like a really helpless frustrating feeling so right I feel like it's only natural to be a little bitter yeah and then you just realize like it's fine everything the butterfly effect it all worked out and happened how it's supposed to yeah absolutely I guess misrepresented is a good way to put it yeah do you feel like if if you watched it now that you have you know, you guys have had 10 years to heal and move on and obviously build your own lives. Do you feel like it would be as triggering or do you feel like it's so far away now that you're like, I mean, it is what it is. I'm over it. Or would it still piss you off if you watched it again? I'd be less pissed off. But you'd still be like, that wasn't me. That's not what happened. Like you want to defend yourself almost? I guess I'm I'm more comfortable with it now because I know who I am and I know what happened Mm -hmm. as opposed to being too caught up in what the outside people and the people watching were thinking. Mm -hmm. And they all have very strong opinions. Very strong opinions. (laughs) And I I mean, I feel like that's got to be hard. Like you were saying casually earlier, um, kind of not watching it back, but also the curiosity of how it all came together. But then I think something that, I mean, I feel like I wouldn't really realize until watching it back is that there are so many other people involved. Mm -hmm. Like you lived your path on that show, but then you go back and watch it. You have to see everything. You're like, eh, maybe I didn't need to see that, especially because you guys quote unquote won. Right. So then you're supposed to, or you would think you would be with that person. Was it weird to watch it back? And you're just like, why is he with her type of thing? Like, was that ever weird for me? Yes. Like, I mean, yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think honestly, a lot of the insecurity didn't come from that, like watching it back Mm -hmm. or like that situation itself. A lot of the insecurity came from like social media for me at least. Because I feel like we got off the show and like at least I don't remember when we went on the show the term like influencer existing. We were like like the very start of all that. Yes. Like I remember social media was starting to get big in Instagram. Like when I got off the show, I had around four or 500,000 followers and Caitlin was like almost at a million. And yeah. that was like a crazy, the crazy. The timing of it was really amount. weird. Like we couldn't have prepared ourselves for what exactly happened. And it was, again, like social media in general was kind of like a newer, not newer concept had been around for a long time. Instagram specifically was. And... So I think it was like the comments and what people were saying and the mm-hmm. mean things, just, you know, wh- whether it was like my physical appearance appearance or like he should have chosen this person and not me or whatever it was that they were saying. I think that's what was like the trigger. And then obviously like that was then in my head. So then watching it, I was hearing all those comments right. Right? and I was having to watch this and I started to believe what people were saying about yeah. me or yeah. about how he shouldn't he should have chosen someone else because they're better for xyz. So I think that was what was the most hurtful. It wasn't even like to be honest because now I see it in the moment I didn't. I truly thought that I was like in love with this person. 
But now I'm like, it. I wasn't hurt because I was like so madly in love with him and it hurt because like now if I saw Chris with another woman, I would be devastated because I'm so madly in love with him. But mm-hmm. in that moment, it wasn't because I was so madly in love. In hindsight, it was because I think I was being torn apart. Yeah. And, and and not to say that everyone was mean, like a lot of people were super nice, but it's like, obviously those, you can have like a hundred nice things said about you. Right. And then like two exactly. horrible it things will stick you. in your head. So Why? then I'm like- Why is that? Everybody does know. that. No, now, not as much. Yeah. But then it was tough. But then I was like yeah. very, I guess maybe because at that time in my life, I put more weight into what people thought yeah. about me. And you're 24. And you're I was 20, gonna, yeah. yeah. And you yeah, know, when maybe. I was 30 yes. and it was still hurt. So, yes. it's, but now you've been around it for so long. And I think that for me, it was difficult because I didn't want to think or I didn't realize her connections with other people were strong. Mm-hmm. So when I was, and, and I, I felt it, I knew it. I don't want to sound conceited when I say it, like the first night when I got in that mansion and we connected got that first rose, I was like, oh, I'm going to end up with her. Mm. So for the rest of the season, it was like, whatever. Like, you know, I know she doesn't have a connection with these other guys like I do. But then I think when it starts playing, and like you're saying, you start hearing things, you start seeing things. Mm -hmm. And I didn't watch the episodes. She would get a copy of the episode a week prior. I remember that. And so she would FaceTime me and we'd watch our parts together. Okay. And then all of a sudden she'd turn the phone. She'd be like, don't watch. I'm like, oh, so you're, you're just making out the guy right there, obviously. Like, <laughs> such a weird <laughs> I'm like just sitting there like at, I remember just being at my house, like at the dining room table being like, okay, this is, this is rough. Um, and I didn't grasp how crazy it was going to be. I feel like you maybe had, I don't mean this in a mean way. Yeah. I feel like you maybe had like deeper feelings and maybe it's because you were like older you know like right. looking back like it'd be like me explaining like me being madly in love when i was 21 i just feel like it's different than being in love at 30 right sometimes not all the time because a lot of people do mm-hmm. meet their person at 21 and get married and live a long life together yeah but i feel like my feelings weren't like Right. As deep, maybe? Yeah. Now, in Possibly, hindsight, yeah. in the moment, I thought that they were, obviously, or I wouldn't have made that decision. But Yeah. I think that could be true. And also, I never open up, and I'm always so guarded mm-hmm. that I went there and I opened up. And like trusted. Here's all of me. Take yeah. me, bachelorette producers. Yeah. Do what you want with me. And I'm glad I did that because um, – I learned a lot from that mm-hmm. and I'm like, I put myself out there. I kind of like, you know, gave it my all and was saying what I felt. But then when you do that yeah, and then you have to play it back and watch other stuff, it's like, holy cow. And I just feel like it doesn't come as natural for guys to do that. So yes, I right. feel like it is just when you finally do that yeah. and then you kind of feel like it's used against you or. Yeah. And nobody prepares you for that no. because everybody's like, you guys, you went on this show. You know that she's going to be dating all these other people. For. You like, know I you signed up phrase. for. It's like, yeah, but I'm also 
uh, a regular guy who is just working for an insurance company who has regular emotions <laughs> and feelings and I'm engaged to this person. So it's not easy to just sit in your house or you're going to the grocery store and all you see is your face, another guy's face and her in the middle. And Bizarre like, concept. We really didn't know what we were signing up for. No. We weren't like, we weren't people who watched the show. What did you think when you were going there? What did you think was going to happen? No, literally. So I was a flight attendant at the time. So I like to travel. So in my head, I'm like, oh, I get to travel. And like, we get to go, you know, Mm -hmm. when you think of it, you think of these like amazing destinations and travel experiences. So in my head, and I, at that point, it was kind of like narrowed down to who it might be. And I did think then was so cute like he's a handsome guy so i was like oh and he just seems so nice and normal and similar value so i was like okay that's a plus but like mostly i i like want to travel like this sounds so fun you get to go to like bahamas or wherever it is at that time and i had just got out of a relationship and was kind of like dating in la and it wasn't going well um so like obviously i wanted to meet someone and Mm -hmm. specifically it was kind of I think like you, I wanted to meet Ben. Like I went on there to meet him. Right. I mean, I can't say if I would have done it if it was someone else. I don't know, but. What if it was me? <laughs> I was just <laughs> I thinking that. Just I, was like, I was like, wait, you're actually- watching my season. It's probably like, what do you think about that song? Well, no, I, th- I think, I wonder if y'all, yeah, I don't even remember the timing of when. I think I interviewed literally like a couple weeks before they announced it was Ben. Yeah. So it must have, your season must have already like finished out. Like I think right. I already knew you were with Caitlin. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't even a thought. <laughs> yes. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I am still to this day. Like I do like challenging myself and it seemed like a fun, interesting experience that maybe would like help me grow. Even just the interview process. Like I didn't think I would get cast, but I was like, you know what? If I go interview, like this is good practice. Like I gotta, I gotta put myself out there and be mm-hmm. confident. And like, no matter what happens, this would be like a good way of like pushing myself because I am like shy and yeah, I'm not the most like I don't love having eyes on me. So I was like, if anything, like this will help me. Like when I go to apply for jobs, like this is just good interview right. experience. Like why was I thinking that? <laughs> I don't know. But it ended up being so fun. I actually went, I was living in LA, so I actually went into the office and interviewed. Like I never made like a video or anything. So it all seemed very casual. Like I didn't think anything would actually happen from it. But um, yeah, then it all happened. Yeah. So I just wanted to travel, eat food, and meet Ben. I did want to meet Ben. So. That's what I was saying too to my family and friends. I'm like, I get to travel. I'll probably be there, you know, a few weeks. Oh my and I gosh. get to make some friends. And I Same. said- I am not coming back engaged. Like, don't worry. I said to like my dad and I'm like, I'm not going to get engaged. Don't worry. And then uh, fast forward 12 yeah. or 13 weeks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I literally, like you talked about sharing a jacket. I'm still friends with her to this day. She's like one of my closest friends, but Amanda Stanton, who was on my yeah. season, the cutest human ever. We just like clicked night one, but she literally, I had to borrow all of her clothes because I, no joke, packed for like probably 10 days worth of clothes because I just truly was like, I'm probably going to go home like right away. Yeah. So I literally had like what one would pack for a week's vacation. And next thing you know, it's like three, four, five weeks in. And I'm like, I don't have clothes. Like I literally did not, I backed like two dresses. So after like two row ceremonies, I was like, 
um, Amanda, <laughs> can I borrow some stuff? Because I was not prepared to still be here. So it is funny how you just kind of like blindly go into something. But. Yeah. I think we had to buy more clothes when we started getting deeper into the show. Because I remember we, had, we went to a suit store, like bought more suits because we were just like running out of clothes. Did they buy them for you? We, I had no. the proposal. I had yeah. a Hugo Boss suit okay. that was made for me, which was okay. awesome. Yeah. And then after the final rose, a suit. Oh yeah. Okay. I still have those. No. And like they that didn't was- buy any clothes for us. No. And that's the other thing is truly like when, I mean, when you first become a flight attendant, at least I don't know what it is today, but 10 years ago, you're like really just scraping by. Like I didn't, I had just moved down to LA. I just paid off my student loans. I was a flight attendant, like sharing literally a bedroom in an apartment. Like me and my friend Whitney shared an actual room and a bed. Like we shared it because we were just like traveling A, but also B, we were like, I had no money. And so I didn't have like money to go buy a bunch of dresses when I was like, got cast for it. So literally like, I was like, okay, well, I'll just bring this stuff and yeah. we'll see. And and then, yeah, you're off work. So it's like, it's, it's not like you're, you terrible. don't get paid when you're there. <laughs> so yeah. Like, I literally like didn't have money to shop. So again, Amanda Stanton just really saved the day. There we go, Amanda. Yeah, you have no money. I remember that being a struggle too, because I told my company that I was going on the show and they said, if you go on the show, then we're going to have to fire you. So I had to like resign. <laughs> um, so I literally had to give him back my company car, everything, went on the show. And I was like, well, shit, I better make it past the first yeah. night. <laughs> and then when I got back, I couldn't get like a job, like a regular job, because <clears throat> now it was about to air. And I had to mm -hmm. go to LA every couple of weekends for the happy couples weekends. Oh, yeah. And I was struggling. And I was like. Were your happy couples weekends happy? weekends they, they were happy all the time because i feel like ours were happy but then they also there was a lot of like trying to figure stuff out yeah figuring it out the stress of whatever episode just aired that week and you're trying to like prepare or you know dissect yeah <laughs> what happened i feel like yeah ours that's an interest that was like an interesting thing in itself yeah ours were probably a little bit of everything yeah um, a lot of drinking, but then, we were drinking a lot. Yeah. Like we would get to the <laughs> house and the house would just be the whole counter would just be filled with booze and food and that's it. And like, you can't leave. You got to stay here. Yeah. So we're like, all right, we're going to drink and think it was probably avoiding some issues yeah. and dealing with it by just, you know. Kind of like, all right, well, who's this girl that we're I'm the engaged funny, to now? The funny thing is you and I don't know each other. Like, I didn't know you in that time of your life. And I feel like we didn't really like, we knew of each other mm -hmm. because obviously we were very connected and like, but I feel like we really got to know each other after both After of us. everything. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is interesting in itself. But. Yeah. I remember when Ben, because I'm good buddy, buddies yeah. with Ben and he was- um, probably the one I was closest to on the show, which is always crazy because I was saying to them earlier, the bachelor world is just so intertwined with yeah. friendships and relationships and all this. And it's like, you know, I'm good buddies with Ben, but you're his ex, but I'm friends with you. And he's good buddies <laughs> with my ex yeah. and her fiance and all that. Yeah. It's like, everybody's just kind of like, it's a weird, wild group of yeah. people that 
you don't have any choice but Everyone to does just each figure it out. Podcast. Every exactly, yeah, <laughs> it's a mess. Um, it's but a I mess. do remember Ben calling me, and I think he might have FaceTimed me. It was on one of your happy couples oh, to okay. like um, tell me the news. Oh, that he I was did. there. Yeah, oh. yeah, I do remember that because I was with Caitlin. So that was like an exciting thing. Yeah, I feel like I like obviously we had met, in, yeah, you know, but not like I feel like I've definitely seen you more. Well, and we now also both in Nashville. Live in Nashville so yeah, so we run expected. into each other. Um, but back to the happy couples weekends. Did you guys? You couldn't leave the house at all, right? No, couldn't leave the house. But he would have like official lead of the show bachelor duties to do, and so a lot of times I was like there by, by myself, yourself. which was honestly kind of annoying because i'm like i want to <laughs> yeah. go i want to go have fun or i want to yeah. go like shopping or do whatever but yeah you can't like leave you can't do You're anything just on a house arrest in a way yeah when i kind of got back to reality after the show and i'd filmed we were engaged we went to a house right after the engagement this is i proposed her <laughs> at the mansion on top of the pool where were you guys at the mansion oh. our season was crazy they tried in to LA? like yeah oh yeah they picked me up at the house. We were in LA and they drove me. And I was like, I know exactly what's going to happen here. We're going to pull up to the house and she's going to be standing outside the front of the house. And it's going to be one big circle. This is where we met. I'm going to propose <laughs> to her in front of the house. And I pull up to the driveway. They didn't tell me where we're going, but I had thought they were going to the mansion. And they're like, all right, hang out here. And I sat in the limo at the end of the driveway for probably three hours. In the car? In the car. <laughs> and I'm Torturous. by myself. And I was having some drinks and I was so nervous. that I had to pee like every like 15 <laughs> minutes. I was like peeing outside in the driveway at the mansion. So I'm sitting there and I start panicking because nobody's talking to me. I'm like, okay, this is not exactly how I thought it was going to end up. And... Nobody was saying a word to me. So I was just left with my thoughts and my emotions oh, and gosh. being there for 12 weeks and it's the final day. I think I'm going to propose to her. And now I'm like, okay, she's not going to accept my proposal, all this. And then they're like, all right, you ready? I'm like, yeah. And so then they pull up the driveway. At this point, I still couldn't see the front of the house. And I pull up the driveway and I'm like, okay, she's going to be staying right there. And it was Chris Harrison. I was like, oh shit, she's not there. All right, so I get out. Are you just spiraling even further yeah, at this point? completely spiraling. And I'm thinking Chris is going to be like, Sean, good to see you. How we doing? Stop it. And he's just like, Stop you can it. head this way, Sean, or something. I was like, okay. I oh, see. I feel like they must they messed with you a little more than they messed with me. Not in a bad yeah. way, just like they let you really yeah. spiral longer than they let they me. They sure did. And then I remember I walked around the side of the house and then – um I was turning around and I was like, okay, I have no clue what's going to be right here. And then she was standing on top of the pool. I remember just telling myself like, all right, just like keep eye contact with her until you get up there. Like, so you know that this is it. And so I knew like I could tell. Yeah. After I proposed, <laughs> she starts walking with me to the limo and she's like, well, thanks for working with me. We'll see you later. Stop it. And I was like, I actually believed it for like a little <laughs> bit because really I was funny. so messed up in the head. <laughs> and she's like, I'm just kidding with you. Let's go. Oh. We go to a house that was like this mansion in Malibu. And then they had to kick us out because Bono was moving in the next day. Cash. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Super cash. Also yeah. sounds like maybe you had nicer homes than we used. We had that for one night. But then we went to, this is where I'm trying to get to. We went to that small little house in LA on this little road and we couldn't 
leave for like a day or two, but then they picked her up to go do some photo shoot for like people. And I was there by myself. And then they gave me my phone back and I was so scared to turn it on to like, yeah. just go back to reality. And I got dropped off at the airport and I'll never forget. I, they dropped me off. I had like four suitcases. <laughs> One of my suitcases was broken and clothes went everywhere. And I was completely by myself. <laughs> Nobody was helping me. I had to like, it was, I was a disaster. I was a complete mess. And then like, all right, we'll Sounds see like you later. Vulnerable place to be. <laughs> <laughs> I was very vulnerable. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, what just happened here? And then there's a whole new reality. So after that. Home. Yeah. I also feel like our seasons were two of the biggest because I think they had like the biggest storylines hmm. where now I hear that <clears throat> they've kind of run out of storylines. Ben was and is super likable. He was Caitlin awesome. was, is super likable, exactly. like good personalities. Like yeah. they also just were like good yeah. leads, if you will. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I do feel like they're kind of have run out of, how do you keep making it the most dramatic ending ever? I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we had those. Yeah. Do you watch at all? Um, yes. So we have, Chris and I have watched a little bit. Um, and then we started to watch the season of The Bachelorette a little bit mm -hmm. because it's on at seven o'clock. So it's like a good time because we like to go to bed at nine. Yeah. So it's like a good show to watch. It's, I don't know. I still think it's, I actually enjoy watching it now more than I ever did. Really? Or, or right after I went on the show. But that's because I feel like like disconnected enough from it that I yeah. can just watch as a viewer and not overanalyze every single thing or have it. Make yeah, me think of my experience. I can just watch as a viewer. How's the new host post Chris um, Harrison? Um, 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 Jesse Palmer. Jesse, yeah, I feel like he seems nice. I mean, I'm. I feel like Chris. No one does it better than Chris Harrison. That had to change the show, obviously, with Chris not being there. I mean, yes and no. I feel like it's still the same format. It's the same show. It's the same phrases and sayings and inflections <laughs> yeah. you know but i do feel like chris was and is still the face of that show i mean he's not actually still but i feel like he made that show and yeah. it's definitely it's still the same show but i mean i was a big chris harrison fan did you have a good relationship with him on the show no I mean, not that I didn't have a yeah. bad relationship. Yeah. No, <laughs> I just I feel, feel like I didn't really have one. Right. You know, I feel like when you're the lead, maybe you have a, like yeah. you'd have more moments with him. Exactly. Right? Did yeah. You? No, absolutely. That's what I, because okay. people have always asked me that. Like, what yeah. was Chris Harrison like? I'm like, I pretty much saw him the same amount that you saw him. Yeah. When he would come into the room. Like, I'll never forget when I was in the mansion the first night and he walks through the doors. You're like, oh, wow, we're here. We're doing this. And somebody, this drunk kid goes up to hug him and he the goes, get off me. And he just Stop. pushes him off of him. And the oh. other, this, then the guy who was really drunk goes, um, it's Chris. He goes, everybody, Chris Hansen's here. No. <laughs> Yikes. That wow, makes me cringe. <laughs> that is cringy. Yeah. It was pretty funny though, because he was really drunk. Did those guys make it far in the show? Or no, he, got, kick, he got kicked out like five minutes later. Oh, how about, really? How about First in life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How we do it in life? Question. Yeah. Um, but I saw him like, you know, he'd come in, he'd do his thing. Yeah. There were a couple times towards the end where we got to hang out a little sure. bit, like kicking a soccer ball in Ireland or 
having some drinks in Ireland, but yeah, he pretty much stays with the lead. So he, yeah. he gets a relationship with those people. But I feel like everyone who he does have a relationship with that I've heard like really likes him and yeah. I like him as an acquaintance, but yeah, I never really like had a yeah. super close relationship yeah. with him. Like Sean was saying at the beginning, you are one of the people that left the show and really kind of left the franchise, not in a negative way, but started your own life and all those mm -hmm. things. When you met Chris, did he know who you were? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris actually, like, watched The Bachelor. I don't think he'll, like, deny that at all. Like, he definitely... In fact, I think... I don't know if it was after our season. I think it was after our season. Like, he, like, did... You know how they have, like, artists come perform on the show? He did perform on one season. I don't even, I don't even know what season it was. It wasn't the one I was on, but I think it might have been after the fact. But he definitely had, like, watched the show. And when we met, we... Chris and I were introduced to each other just like, hey, we were at the same event and I was actually still engaged to Ben. So it was like, that's how we met was oh, when okay. right after I had got off the show. So he was like aware that I had been on the show. Um, but I feel like he didn't like judge me for it at all. Sure. Like right. I think he was just kind of like, oh, okay, that's cool. Well, he's also living a non-traditional life as True. well. So I feel like he doesn't those are the type of people that are probably going to give you the least amount of judgment because yeah. he probably gets that from like, like oh, you're going to sing country music. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, you get those people that judge and he's lived through that, come out successful on the other mm -hmm. end. So I feel like he's the type of person that's like the perfect storm for you guys. Yes. You are in the public eye, but you recognize that you guys come from different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. But does that, do you ever feel like, um, you, you know, you touched on like social media and the comments and everything like that. You guys were both public figures when you met and became a couple. Mm -hmm. Did social media, I don't want to say hurt or help or affect the relationship at all. I know the beginning stages of a relationship is super vulnerable yeah. as is in private. Did you ever feel like it was a lot? No. Okay. Because I think, cause like you said, he had experienced it. Mm -hmm. Had he not experienced it? Cause I definitely had I've been in relationships where like they did not like what I did. And like, it was just like a weird point of contention. Chris, I think just because he was like in an industry that was like, he had a social media following that it was fine. And we did have a weird social media kind of like forced us to define the relationship though, like in a good way. Cause we were doing that whole like, Oh, we're hanging out. Like we're dating. Yeah. He calls me every day. And like, we talk on the phone every day, but like, what are we? And then he invited me to go do the CM. CMA awards and we hadn't like defined the relationship yet, but we, because we both had a presence on social media, we understood that like, this is going to be photographed and people are going right. to speculate. So it kind of like actually forced us to really just dive in and be like, okay, we're in a relationship. Like, let's do this. We're boyfriend and girlfriend, but there was never anything like weird that he felt weird about. That's awesome. There were definitely like times though, like I'm sure anyone whether you're an influencer or not, like we're social media, like I would see like a girl in his DMs when we first started dating and I didn't know who it was. And I'd be like, who is that? You know, just like yeah. weird stuff like that. But we always just like talked and communicated and then, yeah. Did now you know, I don't care at all. Did you know early on that you were like, this guy is it? This is, he's the one? Or was it a slow burn? <sighs> I feel like... It was only – it was a slow burn because we were friends for so many years. So, like, in the years that we had known each other, no. If you would have been like, you're going to marry Chris, I would have been like, what? Like, no. <laughs> like, he, like, 
dated a girl that I'm like kind of friend or was friends with at the time. And like, I tried to set him up with some of my other friends because I thought he was like a really great guy. Yeah. So I feel like that in that regard, it was a very slow burn. But then once I got out of a relationship, he kind of swooped and, but like, we were still just friends, but like, he definitely made more of an effort to like hang out. Sure. And then from there, it was really fast. But I think it's because we like had had a friend or a friendship for a while. Yeah. So it was pretty quick. Like I remember after we like went public with our relationship, if you will, we were like talking about like getting married and we'd only been dating for a couple months. Sure. We were like already like, he like knew what kind of ring I wanted. Yeah. But you guys had such a good foundation through friendship that it's just like when all of the bricks lay correctly. Like I feel like those are the best relationships. If you are like can – if you know that you enjoy hanging out with the person as a friend, which sometimes I feel like the romance and the excitement and the sexual attraction can kind of like hinder that friendship from naturally occurring. Yes. Like, you know, especially mm-hmm. as a female, like you're just so, I don't know, I feel like I would like get so excited and like that we wouldn't like work, like I wouldn't allow myself to just like fully be myself and be friends. But with Chris and I, we were like literally like just friends. So yeah. he like knew the good, bad, the ugly about me. And so there was nothing really to hide at that point. So it was just kind of like, I love that. And that's engaged, what everybody says too. It's like marry your best friends yeah, and everything else will be great. I know. what What is your situation? I don't want to like go too much into it because yeah. I know you just did a whole episode on it. But are yeah. you guys like, were you guys friends? Yeah, so we started Friendly. off as friends. Okay. She came to my gym to uh, take photos. Oh, okay. And so she's taken photos for brands that I've worked with, for yeah. the gym for five years, um, probably 90% of the photos of my dogs. Really? And yeah, so we've always been really close. Was it, did, was it truly just friends at the beginning? Yeah, because she was okay. in a relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, kind of similar situation. Yeah. Exactly. Like, who knows if it would have been just friends, but like, it kind of just was forced to be that way. Cause, yeah, yeah. We were just 100% friends for yeah. uh, a few years. Okay. Yeah. The best. Yeah. We should go through your list of friends. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I got plenty Let's of those. <laughs> Can't you get like a Bumble account for friends? Um, Bumble friends? I think they do that. Yeah. Oh. You can have like Bumble best friend. I don't have that. I don't have a Bumble. Is there a, a guy that's single that you could be like, I, maybe it'd be that person? There, literally no one. It's funny that you mentioned this because I just had a conversation with one of my girlfriends that I felt like maybe I was missing someone that's right in mm-hmm. front of me because you know how people say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I double checked my list and I still don't think <laughs> I still don't think I know him yet. But you never know. Yeah. I um I'm really good at picking. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong ones, but like. It's not it's not because of lack of effort. How about that? Okay. I, I try. I put myself out there. I go through waves. Uh, right now, I'm kind of on a non-trying wave. So I just need a break, uh, yeah. recalibrate. Maybe I'll give it a go here soon. But um, no, I have double-checked the friend list, and it's not looking promising. Not but I got great friends. <laughs> yeah. So good for me. I feel like I wouldn't have like put Chris on my friend list. So like when I say we were friends, I feel like we were more like, acquaintances is a better word yeah like like, i enjoyed his company i thought he was super fun and cool but like Mm -hmm. yeah we weren't like friends friends but yeah now he's my best friend i love chris he's awesome i was very excited when he was on my team this year for softball chris he really is like the most pure person ever like i feel like he's not he doesn't open up a whole lot about like his who he is like like sometimes like I don't know. Maybe it's like an artist thing or maybe it's just like a guy thing. But 
literally like he's like a saint and I'm I can't even when I first started dating him I was like oh my gosh like I felt like I was like the one with all this baggage and I'm not even like one with a lot of baggage but he's just like the most pure person yeah. he's just a good person that's amazing the one How thing did- the one before we move on from Chris I just have to say I have interviewed Chris a couple times just mm-hmm. throughout work but the one thing that always sticks out about him to me is he has the most infectious laugh you <laughs> he have does. ever heard. His have you ever heard him laugh? I can't remember it. No. Oh, well then Sean was not paying attention. It's like the one thing that sticks out to me about like yeah, he gives good interview yeah. answers and he's lovely, but I just feel like if you can bottle that laugh up and just like hear it on a bad I day, know. it would turn anybody's day around. He's I feel like, like a, I love people I that are happy like that. He is a very happy person. Like a little puppy. <laughs> Do you so see? He's like, he is a golden retriever. Oh my god! There you go. <laughs> we diagnosed each other a few weeks ago. We had a dog trainer in here, so she figured out what breeds represent oh. our personalities. What What was your breed? She said a Great Dane. <laughs> <laughs> Sean loved that answer. He- okay. Yeah. Okay. It was interesting. Short lifespan, good dogs. That was the problem. <laughs> Short lifespan. <laughs> yeah. Short lifespan. Um, how did your relationship change after you guys had kids? Was it oh, man. a little more difficult? Everybody's always like, mm-hmm. it puts a lot of strain on the relationship. And you really have to work extra hard. Yes. It. I wouldn't say like difficult in that we were like, oh gosh, what have we done? Like we knew, we never questioned the fact that we were wanted to be partners and wanted to do this, do life together. But yes, like having, especially with the first, um, I think because it's, was at least for us too, it was such a shock to our system because we had never like really had to revolve our life around a little tiny human and he was full-blown touring. And so there was like this whole other element of like the traveling. And so I was like alone a lot, which was just really hard. Um, So yes, absolutely. We had some highs and some lows with our relationship and our communication. Also, it's really hard to like communicate as a, to be a good listener and to just like communicate and articulate your feelings and emotions when you're literally sleep deprived right. and when you at least for us we did not have good sleepers and so our babies tortured us at night and we just like didn't sleep so i think for us that was really like the root of the problem it wasn't like our children it wasn't anything other than the fact i'm not a great person when i'm sleep deprived i have learned and so with this with baker he was not sleeping and so we finally just hired someone and if you need her name like yeah. i'm begging Senator you to my, use her yeah. She does like nighttime um, care for babies so that like you guys, if you want to do it a couple days a week, you can do it. But then she also is a certified sleep specialist for kids. So she's not just nighttime care. She's also this. So you can actually hire her to like help introduce healthy sleep habits and eventually like get your kids sleeping, which has been a game changer. Like I just feel like Chris and I communicate so much better. We like enjoy our time together so much more because we're not just like zombies, you know, which I feel like in the beginning, both of us were zombies. Yeah. That's something we've talked about because Dre's like, I want you to be able to get as much sleep as possible. Mm -hmm. So like, I know that I'm going to be up and having to feed, but I want you to be rested so that during the day, Mm -hmm. you know, then you're able to take care of the little one and I can get a little extra sleep or, you know, just trying to come up with a game plan like that. Yeah, I mean, literally, isn't that a form of torture that they use? Like, 
is to sleep deprive people. Like I think it that's is. a form of yeah. torture. Yeah. Like I just did not, I've learned that about myself that I do not do well without sleep, adequate sleep. So once we solved that problem, I feel like it literally like fixed everything else. Like we didn't really have any problems. It was just the fact that we were not sleeping. We were right. not. I was not a nice person. <laughs> and Baker's the second? Yes. Okay. So yes, yes, yes. how did that pregnancy compare to your first? Mm -hmm. Were you more just like relaxed and you knew kind of everything that was happening? And you're like, I got this piece of cake. And I mean, I, I feel like the personality type you're describing is not my personality. Like <laughs> I'm a quiet worrier. I think you used that phrase earlier. Like I just worry about everything, Yeah. but I definitely didn't worry as much the second time around. I felt much more confident in my body and just like knowing that it maybe hopefully knew what to do a second time around. I also got pregnant so unexpectedly with that one. So I felt like we were just still like in survival mode because Dutton was only six months old when I got pregnant. So we were like still like, surviving you know um so i didn't really have a whole lot of time to like think about it too much yeah. which is why it probably just like flies by the second time around because you're just right. like all your time and attention is devoted to this other child too but yes i feel like it was much um less stressful and then like just like the newborn phase in general is so much easier the second time because i don't know like you, i mean you don't have kids like yeah. but you have nieces and nephews right yeah so you've kind of like been around like i none of my siblings have kids so you're the first one in the family the, i'm the first one so i hadn't really like as an adult been around a lot of babies or kids i mean i babysat when i was little but right know, just different um so yeah that would be like unsolicited advice it's like figure out how you can sleep like take turns whatever but i also feel like most babies like just aren't good sleepers like i don't think it's like in their need like they're not supposed to sleep through the night so like you just have to know that you're not going to get good rest for a right. little bit and then maybe hire someone if you get sleepers like us yeah who are not that's good interesting at sleeping i've heard i don't know if this is true but i've heard boys are harder when they're young especially with the sleep situation like they're just not as good of sleepers as little girls. And I feel like in my friend group, like just anecdotally, I can say that is true. Okay. And with my own experience, obviously. But so depending on maybe if y'all are having a girl, yeah. maybe she'll sleep. Piece great. of cake. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if he's a boy, he'll sleep great. I don't know. But we'll find out we'll soon. Find out. <laughs> we'll find out. How old is Dutton? Dutton is two. He just turned two last month. And Baker is nine months. And I feel like you will agree, especially as the dad. And I feel like Chris agrees. He, the age Baker's that. So like f after like six months when they're like, once they're sitting up and especially now Baker's crawling, that's like, to me, the most fun stage of babies. And like, I loved, I love newborns too, but Chris will say, he's like, I like Baker's age. Like once they get to be like a little more mobile, a little sturdier, he's like, then I feel like, I have a role. Whereas I think in the beginning, he's like, what is my role? Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not breastfeeding. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've talked I'm a lot here. about that. A lot of dads that I talk to now, everybody's always said the same thing. It's like, you feel kind of not left out, but you're like, what can I do? How and can how I can help? I connect with my child? Yes. Like they don't need me at all. Mm -mm. And it's kind of like a little disconnect for a little yeah. bit. And I feel like it's something that as, as, the, as a mom, I like didn't necessarily take time to like hold space for that or have empathy for that. Cause I, again, I'm just trying to 
all my time and attention was just going to the children. But I feel like that's got to be kind of hard, like Mm -hmm. to, you know, want to help because especially like he could probably see that I have a lot on my plate, but it's like to not feel like you are a help or can be and like, or not know how to be. That is interesting and something that I like never really acknowledged or like empathized with because he probably was just like cool like what do i do yeah, well, but now we're good baker's obsessed with his dad I both bet. kids are obsessed with their dad but baker especially yeah. loves his dad well they've got some pretty cool parents they're gonna have an awesome life mm-hmm. what um would you recommend because i saw that you went publicly about having some trouble with postpartum yes what would you recommend out there to all the ladies who are struggling with that and how you got oh through gosh. it yeah the postpartum phase is the most bizarre Thing I've ever experienced like just physically it's bizarre I've never felt my body feel so out of whack like I could just feel that everything was off and like trying to maybe regulate but off um so I don't know what you can do about the physical aspect I feel like that you kind of just have to like let your body get back to normal because I feel like there's just so much happening like your blood volume is like drastically going down like your hormone, everything's just bizarre in that regard. But yeah, I definitely had more so postpartum anxiety. Like, and I don't know if it's like a biological, like it's how we've evolved to as a, as the human species is that, you know, we should be a little bit anxious because our job is to literally keep this little child alive. So I don't know if it's like a biological like it's actually like a good thing but mine definitely kind of went past that point where it was like not a good thing and it was probably a little out of control and I was just very anxious all the time um and even when I had the opportunity opportunity to sleep I wasn't sleeping because I was so anxious so I personally I don't know like I'm not someone to give advice on what to do but for me it got to the point where I knew that I needed some sort of like a crutch, if you will. So I actually started taking like anti-anxiety medication, Mm -hmm. which literally like, I know they say it takes like a couple weeks to kick in. I felt different in like a day in the best way. And I'm like, being a mom has made me kind of like crunchy. Like I've become much more like holistic and natural and just like, I'm fascinated by what our bodies are capable of and making sure that they're like fine-tuned to be the best that they can be. But this was an instance where I was like, I need like, a crutch for a little bit. Like I have an injury. I need a crutch. I'm not going to be on this forever, but like for now I need it just to like help me get out of this part that I'm in. And I feel like I am feeling more like myself. I think they say it takes your body like two years to like fully like regulate back to what it was before you got pregnant, which is wild, but I'm nine months postpartum now and I'm starting to feel better, but I don't know if it's just because I'm like also on medication. But yeah, I feel like anti-anxiety medication for me in both postpartum periods has helped me. But obviously, there's so much other stuff you can do. Sleeping, duh. Like that was a huge problem uh, of mine. Um, I do feel so much better. I've started like slowly working out. I had a C-section with this last baby. And that's been a different recovery. So I've been trying to like just ease into working out. But I do feel like just actually moving my body, but then also like taking that time to just be alone and like reset myself has helped a lot. Um, I haven't done the whole like therapy situation, but I have in the past in my life. And I feel like that is also a huge help 
helpful tool. Um, but I think like it's so common I've realized in just talking to other people about it. And like, again, I think feel like we talked about the negative side of social media earlier, but that's one positive side is I feel like people are starting to talk about these things more. And so just knowing that it's like not uncommon and like you're not alone, like it's actually yeah. like more common than not to feel off because you literally are off. Like your body is not the same right. that it was before. So I think just like knowing for me at least that there are those resources and not being afraid to like use them even and knowing it's not forever. Like I don't have to be on this forever if I don't want to or if mm -hmm. I don't feel like I need to. But for now, I just kind of like this time around, this second pregnancy much sooner, I recognized it and I was like, I'm going to get yeah. on top of this. Whereas with Dutton, I kind of like maybe waited a little too long. Right. You know? Yeah. So this has been a lot better of a postpartum experience for me and just more enjoyable because when you're anxious all the time it's hard to like be present and it's hard to like enjoy the amazing time of life that you're in and right. like i didn't want to miss out on that a second time you know yeah absolutely so yeah yeah that's beautiful being able to recognize it and being able to be strong enough to do something about it and just to realize that it's normal and yeah that's what a lot of yes. women go through it's so normal and i even feel like <clears throat> I mean, not to like diagnose my husband, <laughs> but I do. He's like the happiest person in the entire world. But I even feel like he, looking back, had some highs and lows and some like post baby blues and just, you know, your like whole life, you're adjusting. And I think that is so normal. And he didn't, his didn't get bad enough where he needed to do anything. It was just probably like a more normal. Right. Um, high and low ebb and flow of adjusting. But for me, I recognized, I was like, this is not normal. Like, I don't feel like myself anymore. So I yeah. should probably like go do something about it. And thankfully I have wonderful doctors who were like, yeah, like try this. And if it doesn't work, we'll try something else. And we're here with you. We're going to help you feeling yeah. like yourself again. And yeah, I feel like I'm there much faster the second time around than I was the first, but. There we go. Well, in about a year from now, maybe we have a little play date. I know. With baby booth. But do y'all have a boy name and a girl name picked out? We do. Okay. Yeah, we do. That's. I mean, that's a huge thing to check off the list. It is. It was easy to come up with the girl's name. We figured that out okay. right away. The boy's name was a little tough. Okay. Yeah. But then we just watched a few Yellowstone episodes and that was that one. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Well, I thank you so much for coming yes. on. We appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. Keep being the badass mom that you are. You and Chris are awesome. And everybody else, thanks for tuning in. Denim cap.